Hey! Hey! My name is Rachel. My name is Alexis. And welcome to Flourishing in Faith! Hey friends, today is our first episode and we're going to be talking about our personal testimonies and just anything that God wants us to say. Yes. Yay! So excited. So I'm going to go ahead and get started on my personal testimony and then Rachel will kind of just, you know, have her inputs to say what God yes. wants her to say as well. Yes. But let's get started. So we are down our notes app, some certain things, and I'm going to start with my own testimony. So if you don't know, I'm Alexis Glass. I'm 16 years old. Rachel is... She's 18. Yes. I keep on thinking you're 19 because you're way mature for your age. (laughs) And we are both still in high school, but, you know, I started my faith journey, like, when I got into high school because middle school was, like, really hard because I didn't have my sisters. I was in public middle school, which I don't know if you guys know, but my middle school was not very good. I had not really many friends that were Christians. I had, you know, not really good influences. But God kind of brought me to um, him through a youth um, conference and just showing me that there's a possibility I can have a relationship with Jesus, too. So I pulled my Bible, started reading the word and, you know, just grew in Jesus. And here we are today, still growing in Jesus and just having a great time. And can't you relate to like the middle school? Like, ugh. yes, because I was definitely in the same kind of experience. There was like. I wasn't really, like, like, I would go to church and stuff, yeah. but, like, it wasn't, like, actually living out the words of the uh-huh. Bible and stuff, and I didn't have Christian yes. friends either, so. It was hard. I feel like a lot of middle schoolers are, like, they're kind of rebellious, not wanting to, you yeah. know, do what, you know, the Bible says. I, I was rebellious. What are you talking about? I was one of those <laughs> people. Um, so, that kind of brought me to Romans 8. And I love Romans 8. It's very powerful. And what really stuck out to me in Romans 8 was Romans 8.10. And it says, But if Christ is in you, through the bo- though the, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is alive because of righteousness. If the, spe- if, <laughs> if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in mm-hmm. you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So I kind of relate that. to this a lot. In, those se- in that middle school season of my life, I really related to that. How I was like, I felt like I was dead. Like I wasn't, in my spirit at least, I felt like I wasn't like, just going with the emotions and like just sitting here like just dead in my spirit like Mm -hmm. I was just bored all the time like I didn't have it like a purpose to what I was doing and like before Jesus like I was just like going through the motions and I feel like that was like the worst place I could have been (laughs) before Jesus like it was so bad but God brought me a life and he brought me a just joy because he dwelled in me there's two trucks going by (laughs) if you hear them (laughs) It's our friends, you know? Yeah. Oh, 27, if you know where we're at. <laughs> you know, it's really, really nice. Anyways. Another one. But, yeah. I mean, it's so amazing. Like, can you relate to that? I mean, yeah. like, yeah. It's, like, it's kind of, like, the exact same thing for me because I would, you know, go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, like, the traditional, you yeah. know, like, the night services, morning services. But, like, I wasn't really living it out. Like, mm-hmm. I was just going to church to say that I was going to church. Yeah. And which, I feel like it was, like, a checkbox Christianity, and I could not, yeah. like, and I feel like I could not yeah. figure out, like, my own rhythm with Jesus because I was just so, like, stuck and, like, I have to do this and I have to do that to uh, go to heaven. I have to do this yeah. to just do things. And I was always, like, constantly worried, like, am I going to heaven because I do all the things and, like, I'm doing yeah. everything, but, like, you know, one of my, you know, you never feel like you're there. You never feel like you're, yeah. you know, you're never always going to feel like you're, like, 
perfect or you're never going to feel like right, you're... Right, um, because nobody is. Yeah, but at the same time, you feel assured that you have Jesus with you whenever you're spending time with him and stuff like that. Right. But, you know. I also feel like I was living off of my family, like my mom's faith. Or, like, mm-hmm. someone else that I saw, I'd be like, oh, if they're good and I do what they do, I'm like, I must be going to heaven, too. Or I must yeah. be living right, too, if I'm just, like, being a copycat, almost. Yeah, copycat. Yeah. <laughs> Which is totally far- the farthest from the truth. That is so true. And <laughs> that also brought me to Romans 12. So, Romans 12 is probably one of my favorite places in the Bible. And it's just because that's the first place. Romans is probably one of the first books of the Bible that I ever read. It's because my sister was like, my sister was big, 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 big um, mentor in my life. She showed me, she was like, I'm reading in Romans. You should read in Romans. And I was like, okay. And so here I am reading in Romans. And I'm still reading in Romans every single day. But I love how verse 1 and 2 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present yourself bodies as a living sacrifice, mm-hmm. holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed yeah. by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And that really showed me, like, oh, okay, like, this is not, this <laughs> life isn't about me. Like, yeah. And, like, this past, like, whenever I was, like, a freshman in high school, I was, like, really, like, trying to be people-pleasing and, like, trying mm-hmm. to, like, really, you know, trying to, like, please other people and try to, like, be other people's rock whenever I needed to lean on God first. And so right. this was really, like, okay, I need to be living that sacrifice like God is my sacrifice. And I just really wanted my testimony is really big because my testimony is big. Everybody, everybody's testimony is big. <laughs> but my testimony was personally big for me it was the big transformation was from middle school to high school. I went from middle school to be like, I really want to have like more friends and I want to be like popular, I want to do all these things. And to high school, just having like like three friends that I was so consent, consent with, like I was so excited being in like youth group and being in worship team and all this kind of stuff that I was like, I didn't even care about like my status or anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was pretty much my testimony. But I had, God just really turned my life around, as you say. But yeah, I'm for it. What about you, Rachel? Okay, so hey everybody, my name is Rachel. I'm 18, as we discussed earlier. Um, I love to go out with my friend Amanda. We go everywhere together. We love Amanda. Like this, this one pizza shop, so good. It's called Bricks. Oh, yeah, I love Bricks. You've been there? Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> um, I've I grew up in church. I was raised in church. Um, since I was really little, dedicated, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I would go every Sunday, every Wednesday, but I didn't really live up, walk in the light of the word like I was supposed to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of same thing with you in middle school. I wanted to have all the friends, and I wanted to be high in rank, <laughs> and I, I never was, and I feel like that's... Um, a big part of why I wasn't living right like I should have is because it wasn't the thing. Yeah, like, it, it wasn't, wasn't popular. Did, yeah. Um, and I really hate that I thought that because I mean, look at all that's that's that the the Lord has done, and I just wonder what He could have done if you know I was actually living. Yeah. But it's all right because here I am. Here we are. Um. Yeah. In middle school, I didn't really speak about God. I would tell people I was a Christian. But um, I'd have the the wrong kind of friends, mm-hmm. like do, well, I wouldn't do bad things. Yeah. <laughs> like I wasn't rebellious, but I would listen to the wrong music, just be caught up in the wrong stuff. 
Um, Wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah. I relate to that. Um, and then, this freshman year of high school is when I really started to be like, you know what? I'm going to speak about, I'm going to start, you know, reposting stuff on Instagram yeah. and stuff. Getting into it. And once I started to do that, the friends that I had would, yeah. like, call me a Jesus child or whatever. And, like, but, like, in a mocking way. Yeah. And, and they'd be so, like, ah. Um, I would just, like, laugh with them and stuff. But, um, you know, it was, like, out a little bit. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, you're my friend. You're supposed to, like, support me. No matter and, what. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, even if you don't believe the same things I believe. Um, and that just wasn't there. But, um... That didn't stop me. I still did it. I still went forward, still kept posting and speaking about it. Um, but it wasn't until the uh, summer, well, going into my sophomore year of high school. That's when my dad was diagnosed with yeah. cancer. And um, that thing just, like, hit me in the face. Because, like, it was just when I was starting to get close to God. Mm. And then this thing made me step back and pull away, which is when I should have been closest yeah. to him the most. And so that did a lot of damage. Um, I isolated myself mm-hmm. from my family, my mom, who I'm super close to, and my sister, and my brothers who were there. Um, it was just super, super bad. And it's kind of funny because when we would go to the hospital to stay with him, when we were staying with my dad, um, I had brought my Bible, yeah. but I didn't read it. Mm-hmm. So, like, in a way, I knew I needed it, but I didn't use it. Yeah. And so it was kind of weird. Like, I wondered why. Because it would sit in the bag that I brought it in, in the corner by itself. Yeah. And then I was like, I would just look at it. Because I feel like I was just tired of hearing people say, you know, like, it'll get better if you just keep praying about it. Yeah. And, like, it'll get better soon enough. Like, it'll be all, it'll be okay. But, like, it's, it's tough hearing that when you're the one going through it. Like, it's easy mm-hmm. to say it and encourage people, but you don't really know how they feel. That's so true. And, um, I, it's just so, I don't know, I don't know else how else to explain it, but it was just a really weird spot that I was in. I feel like God, like, always puts things, these things, like, setbacks, but it's so powerful how God brings us back to Him. Yeah. And, like, <clears throat> I could say a similar situation, like, even just COVID brought me in a setback, like, it was, I was, you know, struggling with my faith, but, like, I was, God brought me even stronger after that, you know what yeah. I mean? And those, like, kind of setbacks, like, even though, like... Like, I could see, like, before I was, before COVID, I was, like, you know, my Bible was, like, kind of on the back burner. Like, I was re- I was praying, and I was, like, active in my youth group. I was excited to be with God, but my Bible reading was on the back burner. My Bible would just sit in my room, and then I was, like, when I had time, like, I had, like, nothing else to do. I was, like, mm-hmm. I was, like, God, God was kind of, like, convicting me, like, you have nothing else to do. Now you're going to read my Bible, and I'm, like, yeah. okay, guys. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. cool. I totally relate. But, yeah. Um... And then, because his story is a different story for mm-hmm. a different episode, because it's yes. just so amazing. But um, that is the big thing that brought me back, back to God. I didn't really, you know, totally disappear from him, but I just, well, you know, stepped back. I was kind of mad, angry, not understanding. Um, but now I can say that I do understand why all of it happened, mm-hmm. because it was the start of 2020, the beginning of the year, is where I actually, you know, buckled down to strap myself in the Bible. That's amazing. And it was so cool because that is where I grew to be unashamed and to not care what people think and just, Mm -hmm. 
you know, encouraged without ceasing and living for Jesus without ceasing, no matter what somebody said to me, yeah. no matter if I was mocked or not. Um, and it was a little tough at times, um, but I persisted, and yeah. here I am. <laughs> Boom! Um, <clears throat> with that, uh, I will give a chapter from Psalms that my brother gave me during all of that time. Yeah. Um, it's Psalms 46. We love Psalms. So good. Um, he gave it to me. I don't remember what night it was. It might have been the night before my dad's surgery. Um, and that was the first time I opened my Bible since everything happened. Yeah. To read it. And um, I'm just going to read it real fast. Go ahead. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. There is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved, he uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our refuge. Come behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our refuge. And there's three, there's three times where Selah is noted after, mm-hmm. it's after verse 3, verse 7, and verse 11. verse 11. And so I was like, I've always loved the word Selah. Mm. Like I want as one of my kids' names. Oh, <laughs> like I just think it's name. so beautiful because I've looked up definitions for it and there's not really a true meaning. But one of them was, came to the conclusion that it was like a second to pause and praise because it's the end of, like, a musical musical direction. Yeah. Um, and so I thought of it as when I read this chapter, first time I opened my Bible during that whole period, it was kind of like a second for me to pause and praise, even though I didn't want to. That's amazing. And, like, and I didn't notice it. And if I did, I probably wouldn't have, you know, yeah. because I didn't feel like praising when something terrible like that is happening. Of course. But it's in those moments where the praise is all the more worth it, you know? Of course. It's just, like, so amazing. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Do you need more Bible verses? Uh, yes. I kind of, like, went off the rabbit trail, but it's okay. No, it's but I love Spirit. that. Yeah. Like, I really think that it's so beautiful how God can just tell us to be still. Yeah. And to praise, because... I like how, I love how people say I praise even when I didn't want to, because that's how praise should be. Praise is without ceasing. Right. And like just like prayers without ceasing, praise should also be without yeah. ceasing. And it's more than a feeling too. It is. I feel like um, Jesus and your like relationship with God should not be about a feeling, just because it's feelings can turn you away from God. Feelings are not like good yeah. because we are you know of the flesh, and yeah. so yeah, it's really amazing. One of my favorite verses in the Bible like, of all time, is Hebrews 10, 23. And it says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And I, the end of that, he who promised is faithful, is something that I've, I've clinged to ever since. Um, that time and the first time I read, I read it, um, it's just so beautiful because not only did God promise us all these things, um, but he's actually going to follow through with it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not going to promise something and be like, Oh, never mind. 
Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that for you or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just so cool. I love that verse. This verse is amazing. Yeah. And I feel like it's just like, he's not going to leave you. I mean, right. like, that's, that's so comforting. Like, bruh, thank you. <laughs> like, thanks, God. Okay, that's cool. And then the next one, the next set is First Peter chapter 1, mm-hmm. verses 6 through 10. Alright, we love First Peter. <coughs> and it says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of, full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Of this salvation the prophets have inquired and, re- and searched carefully who prophesied of the grace that would come to you. That's amazing. So, so pretty. That just makes you so excited. I mean, like, we rejoice because of the things that God has done. Like, I think my favorite part of that, like, I love that verse. My favorite part is, like, verse 7. It's, like, so the the tested of your genuineness of your faith. Yes, I love that Because both times in, like, our time in our lives, like, we've been tested, like, for the genuineness of our faith. Yeah. Like, because God's, like, I just want to know that you're genuine. Mm -hmm. My thing is, like, I feel like lately God's been just, like, talking to me about, like, I've been struggling to read my Bible, like, consistently, and, like, I've yeah. obviously read my Bible, but, like, I haven't done it, like, this certain time or every day. I feel like that's, like, a misconception. You have to, like, I have to do, like, read my Bible at this certain yeah. time for this amount of time every single day, and I feel like I was stuck at that, like, point where I was, like, built into, like, a box and I couldn't get out of it. Yeah. And so this really, like, sucked me because it was, like, he says in the genuineness of my face, not mm-hmm. the checkbox of my faith you know what I mean like, yeah. he wants to know that I'm just genuine no matter where I'm at yeah I mean like, if, like even if you're sad and it's it, if it's hard. super super hard yeah if you're genuine and you're like lord it's hard I mean like yeah he's just happy about it you know what yeah, I mean like, and, like not trying to act like everything's okay too uh-huh. like when you need to cry cry like cry to God do it because I mean he's not gonna make fun of you for no. it like like he wants you to come to him because when you're broken that's when he can put you back together it's so much fun <laughs> I mean I love I love the Psalms and David and how he's like literally talk, he's like mad at, mad at God but he's yeah. just at least he's talking to God I mean yeah like, you know what right. I mean like he's maybe mad at God but he's like expressing that to God yeah. like and just talking to him yeah and I just want to encourage you guys to like talk to God like Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, we obviously aren't perfect in our right. relationship with God still, whereas our testimony is still growing. Yeah. But we both are, like, have grown drastically. I mean, I feel like I have since middle school. Yeah. But Same. we, these things and testing and genuineness and all that kind of stuff really just makes me just think, like, God's just going to let us know and he won't test us, but that's okay. Yeah, because like, testing, it's not... I mean, waiting to hear an answer from God or waiting mm-hmm. for anything to get better, the best part about it is that waiting never lasts. That's so true. So there's eventually going to be an answer. And it might be a no. Or but, yes. Yeah, or, or maybe. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe. But, like, you know, we're not supposed to know everything right away. Yeah. Because like that's, the that's, like, spoiling. Okay, for example, mm-hmm. I used this example a while back when I was encouraging one of my friends. It's like a surprise party that you're planning for somebody. Mm-hmm. And you like you're so excited about it. You're planning all this stuff, like all these people are invited, all this food's coming, 
and then you accidentally spoil it, and so now they know. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the party's ruined. Like now they know about it. Like, and then all the excitement's gone. I feel mm-hmm. like if we knew everything right now, like we wouldn't try anymore. Yeah. And like we wouldn't be excited because we would know everything when everything's gonna happen. I feel like that's how God feels. Like He's like, I don't want you to know yet. I want you to be excited like I am. Yeah. yeah like I feel like <laughs> and enjoy your party. <laughs> and for me, especially in that situation, like I love to like I love gifts. I love to give people oh, gifts. So I love so to pretty. be so honestly happy. I love to give get gifts, but you know. Um, <laughs> everybody knows. <laughs> but I like love to like surprise people and that makes me so excited. Like I love to just that makes me so happy. Yeah. But it's so hard for me to like keep that stuff a secret. Same, same. And so that like really relates I can really I can I can't imagine just the joy that God feels for us and just us growing, even yeah. in, like, the struggle. Like, I just cannot imagine how happy he is for us to be in that struggle. And that's not yeah. that's not a bad thing, but no. it just makes me so excited. Yeah. Like, if I'm just like, that excited, like, just imagine how much excited God is. Right. Like, oh, that's so and beautiful. And I feel, like something, I feel like something that people forget is that when, when you're being tested and when you're being tried by the enemy, that's only because something great is about to come after it. That's so true. It's just like, joy comes in the morning, oh. you know, after mm-hmm. after sadness and sorrow. There's mm. always going to be something joyful going to happen after that. Yeah. And I feel like it's so important to remember that nothing, like nothing bad is going to last forever. Yeah. Once you surrender yourself to God and, and trust what he's doing. And realize that everything that's going on is just another page in the book of your life that he's writing. Yeah. It's all going to have a good ending anyway. That's so true. I just wanted to read Psalms 23 because it's so much yes, fun. Yes, I and love it. And that made me think about, you know, going through valleys mm-hmm. and going through things. And, like, it, verse 4 talks about that. But we're going to read the whole thing real quick. Yes. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads, bes- he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, mm-hmm. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love this. And it makes Same. me think it's very full circle. It makes me think of just what we're talking about. Yeah. Like how God is so first full circle. Like yeah. in the beginning, it's like the Lord's my shepherd. Like he's, he's there with me. Cool. Mm-hmm. But then it's like I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah. But I will fear no evil. Like right. so it's like even when we're in that, God's like, he's like, just wait, just wait. Yeah. Just wait. You know what I mean? It's and so then, cool to think about. And then like. The end, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Because even in those bad things, surely goodness and mercy is still going to follow you. Yep. Like, because you're with Jesus. Oh, I love that. Do you have any words to say on that? Um, I love that chapter. Mm -hmm. And there's a song by Brooklyn Tabernacle and Shane and Shane called Psalm 23. (laughs) They basically (laughs) just sing it. But it's so beautiful. And one night, I remember, um, we were at home. It's when my dad was in the hospital still. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I could not sleep at all. And so I was texting Amanda, I was talking to her, I was telling her everything. I was like, I can't sleep, I'm so nervous. I'm like, there's so much going on in my head. And she sent me that song, and it it was just like a blanket of peace. Mm -hmm. And I went right to sleep. Wow. It was, it was so crazy, but, um, I feel like that is what made me realize, like, even though I'm going through this right now, God's going through it with me. Yeah. Like, I'm not just walking 
alone down this road, God's right there holding my hand. Yeah, and for some people that are in their testimony, it's like they feel like they're not they're not there past that, their testimony. Yeah, like they're part of it. They're still like in the stretching and growthing stage. Yeah. We all are gonna be on our stretching yeah, and growthing stage, are. but people that are feel like they're right in the middle of it. Like this is really to encourage you to like there is rainbow or the end of the tunnel yeah. there's like light in the tunnel there's a rainbow that god has prepared for you yeah just to show that he's faithful and he it's like he's faithful in our lives he's gonna be faithful in your life and Amen. it's gonna be faithful through the bible it shows many places he's gonna be faithful but yeah love it yeah well we so love good. you guys yes i love you so much we love you so much and we, we i want to put our um i'm gonna put our instagrams in the description on this page and just things that you where you can contact us and you know, like the podcast, yes, and do all the things, share it to your friends. Your friends. <laughs> but yeah, we love y'all. Love you so much. Bye. Bye.